So we're going to be in Second Peter, Second Peter chapter one. Um, supposed to do this last week, but I'm thankful for the extra week because the Lord has really helped me see more in this and glean more from it, and given me a couple of illustrations as well. It's, it's gonna, it was of the Lord that Pastor uh, went ahead and preached last week. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't, we didn't coordinate that he was going to be doing that. We're going to be in Second Peter, chapter one, and in beginning in verse twelve. If my All right, Second Peter, verse twelve. I think my commentary. Excuse me, one minute. Too many words. Okay, wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. As I was reading this and this week, and the Lord showed me some more things, he right away says, wherefore I will not be negligent. And I thought about it, I said, well, you know, it is so easy to become negligent and say, well, you know, I, I know I need to do this, I just, but I've got all these other things going on, I know this needs to be done. And I was, I was thinking about this, it's so easy to omit that which should be done. And usually it's in favor of, you know, well, i got to get, you know, B, C, and D, and E, and all these other things done. But if we're omitting some things, then we can be guilty of being negligent. Uh, this happens uh, at work. One of the machines that I work on, on occasion, I was called over because they said, oh, this machine stopped working. Well, I got over there and I saw that one button was broken off, another one that was broken in half. I, well, clearly this machine has been neglected. It hasn't been maintained properly. And so that was a little interesting, trying to figure out what what was going on with it. And, and, we, and I see this at work and, and, and I see it in my own life too, where I See, we are. I get we get so busy with other things that there are some things that we get that I neglect, and sometimes I need to be reminded of these things. That hey, you know, how is this coming along, or how's that coming along? The supervisor will walk out and they'll leave their office, and they'll hey, did you get this done yet? They're reminding us of the things that need to be done. They've been keeping us in mind of these things. And I thought about being negligent and neglectful. Well, you know, if I'm not going to be, I don't want to be neglectful, so I should be diligent. We should be focused, and we should be making sure we get these things done. We need to make sure that we're on them. Just earlier in the chapter here, in Second Peter, uh, here in chapter 1, verse 5, he tells us, he says, besides all this, Giving all diligence, 
add to your faith virtue, to, your, to virtue knowledge. He wants us to be diligent. He doesn't want us to be negligent, to not be adding, to not be working on these things. He wants us to be diligent. And it's not the only place that we're commanded to be diligent. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. We've got to be diligent. We can't be neglectful of the things that God has given to us and God has entrusted it with, with us, namely his word and his commandments. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, the Bible tells of a man who was diligent. Over on, on 2 Corinthians 8, verse 22, it says, I have sent with them our brother, referring to Titus, whom we have oft times proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Titus wasn't neglectful. He was diligent. He wanted to make sure the things got done that needed to get done. And here Paul is saying, he says, I will not be negligent. I will be diligent. Not negligent, but diligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. He said, boy, you know, always in remembrance. Of, boy, we should always be remembering. He says, remembering these things. Thought, well, that's kind of, you know, okay, bringing that back. He says, I'm going to look at the, what was mentioned before. As I said in, in verse 5, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, to godliness, to brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. He wants us to be mindful of those things. That was the last time we needed to be diligent. Now I said, I'm not going to be neglectful. I want you always to remember these. Says, though ye know them and be established in the present truth. He doesn't want us to be forgetful of what we should be doing, of what we should be learning and adding and growing. The Bible tells us that you can have these things always in remembrance. In Psalm 119, verse 19, it says, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. He wants us to have them in remembrance. He doesn't want us to forget. I've seen this happen in my own life. If I'm negligent on something, well, after a while, that something slips away from my memory, and I don't even remember it anymore. This happened to me on Monday, and I had a meeting, and I completely missed it, and I completely forgot, and I was negligent, and it had slipped my memory until I was reminded that I had it, and, and I'm oh, can't believe I forgot that. And so, I had this had it always reminded. And so here, Peter wants to remind us of these things. It's not that you, it's as though you know them. I knew I had that meeting. I knew I, I said, said, yes, we're going to, yes, we need to have this meeting. Let's meet on Monday. And, and it slipped my mind. I knew, I knew about it, but it slipped my mind. And I forgot until I was reminded and we need to be reminded sometimes through God's Word. That's why it's important to be here, to be under the preaching of God's Word. That's why it's important to be reading God's Word and to be praying. Because the Holy Spirit, through His Word, will remind us of the things that we ought to be doing. 
I appreciated the, going to the conference that I went to, the, the assistant pastor's conference up in Loveland yesterday. It was a great blessing to me. It was a good time to be reminded of some of the things that I knew. I, you know, as they went through, there wasn't a whole lot that was like, wow, that is a new truth. I have never recognized that. I've never studied that. I've never seen that. But it was a good reminder going, boy, you know, it's been a long time since I, I heard that. And I needed to be reminded of those things. We, we need to be reminded to be doing these things. And it talks about these things. You always have them in remembrance. He says, continuing uh, previously, and it said these things, talking about those things that list there that was mentioned in verses 5 through 8. He says, going on in verse 8, it says, For as these things abound in being you and abound, they shall make you, they shall neither be barren the one fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, if we're going to be profitable, we need to have these things in our remembrance and not to neglect them, not to put them aside and say, well, I've got other things that I've got to get done. Because I do believe that if the devil figures out, hey, I can keep him from doing the work of the Lord, if I just make sure he's got all these other things that he's got, to, that he says he's got to get done, the devil's going to make sure you've got all kinds of other things that got to get done. But you shouldn't be neglecting the most important thing, not the word of God and doing His work. You know that everything in this world will pass away, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. We need to be doing his word. We need to be not neglectful of his word, but have it always in our remembrance and also in our actions. Though, though you know them, in verse 12, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am with you in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. As I thought about that, I said, you know, they, they know this, and Paul, or Peter here is saying, you know, it's, it's not unfit for me as an apostle, for me as an evangelist, and one who travels, and as a preacher, to push you into remembrance, and to stir you up by remembering these things. I appreciated the song service tonight, because it stirred my mind, it made me think about you know, the wonderful blessings that Christ has blessed us with. And every day he gives us strength. He gives us numberless blessings. And we sing it, and yet it stirs us up and causes us to remember. There are some things when I remember, they want to stir me to action. They want to stir me to do something. As I uh, was talking about this meeting on Monday... When I remembered, then I was stirred to go do something about it. I said, oh, i got to take care of that right away. And I was stirred by remembering. When we remember what Christ has done for us, it ought to stir us up to want to do something for him. It ought to stir us up 
to be more faithful in the word of God, to be more faithful to his house, to be more faithful in communicating and praying to him and telling others about him. When we remember things, it stirs us up. We ought to remember what Christ did. We talked about him coming and taking away our sins. He says, have we have remembrance of these things? We talked about earlier, just before, in the couple verses, it says, if you know these things, you're not going to be unfruitful. But then he goes on and says, but these, those, but he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar, hath forgotten that he was purged from his own sins. Then again, he says, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and love confer. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fail. He's going to say, once again, to be diligent. And when you're diligent, when you're doing these things, you're not going to fail. You're not going to fall away. We see here the one who was neglectful, the one who forgot these things, who wasn't stirred up. He didn't have those things of remembrance. Boy, he says, he says, wherefore, uh, excuse me, he says, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. We're not going to be stirred up. We're not going to have these things put into our remembrance. And we're not going to, to be effective. He says we're going to be blind. We cannot see afar off. But if we're going to have those things in our remembrance, it's going to stir us. It's going to cause us to want to do something. It should cause us to want to do something. And he says... Then, if you do things, you'll never fail. Says, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior. That entrance, I thought, boy, this is the salvation that's going to be granted us, that we're going to be coming into the kingdom of God. That when he comes again, we're going to be meet, rising. We're going to meet him in the air. We're going to have that entrance. We're going to be stirred up. He says, putting you in remembrance, knowing truly that I must put off this tabernacle, even as the Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. He recognized there's a time to serve. There's a time to be going forth. There's a time that the Lord has given to us. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. We only have so long on this earth. We only have a short time to be making a difference for Christ, to be having these things in our remembrance and in our actions. The Bible tells us that says, what is your life is either of a vapor that appears for a short time and vanishes away. Our life is short. But how are we living for Christ? How are we making a difference in this present world through the his word, through doing his word and having these things in our remembrance to go and to do them. He says, Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. It was Peter's goal. Peter was striving that they wouldn't just do these things while he was around, that they wouldn't just do these things while he was there. As a father, it's my goal that the way I bring up my children, that the way that they learn the scriptures, 
Won't just be something that they'll do by I'm around. Or won't just be, well, these were dad's rules. Those were, you know, what, what he had in the house. That was just what he did. No, my goal is that, that my faith will become their faith and that they'll understand why I believe what I believe, that they'll understand the Word of God and how that affects living today. It's my desire for all of you that you would understand why we take the positions that the church takes. It's not just, well, you know, we're, I grew up Baptist, so I'm going to go to the Baptist church. No, it's my desire that you would know, boy, why are we a Baptist? Because we hold to the Word of God as the final authority for all matters of faith and practice. And that's why it's often, pastors often said if there ever comes down to where the Baptist is no longer associated with following the Word of God, we'll just be called a biblicist because we want the Word of God. We want to do what God says, not what, not what men say, not what men think we should do. We want to do what God says and what God wants us to do. Amen. And if we're going to do that, we need to be in his word. We need to be knowing his word and studying his word. That's why the preaching ministry takes preeminence here. That's why the preaching ministry is the main thing. We see in this fail, and this is very near and dear to me. I, I like this. I think it's helpful. But you know what? I've seen it fail, and whenever it fails, we say, shut it off. We don't want it to be a distraction. If this is ever a distraction, I'll turn it off. I don't like, I don't want it to be distracting from the Word of God. Because this isn't going to lead people to say. This isn't going to get people saved. This is just a tool. And any time a tool becomes a problem, we just get rid of it. In fact, this happened to me last night. And I was using a tool and it wasn't working. It wasn't wasn't set up to work. I had so I said, well, let me set it aside and try another one. Tried another tool and it didn't work. Well, let me set that one aside. Tried another one. Finally said, you know what? Maybe it's just a part. When it got any part. <laughs> but not needless to say, the tools weren't getting the job done. They weren't doing what I needed it to do. So what did I do? I laid it aside and I put it down. I said, well, I'm just not going to use it because it's not accomplishing what I needed to accomplish. Anytime we have anything that, that's going to detract from the Word of God, we're going to set it aside. Because we want the Word of God to be preeminent. Because the Word of God is, is what's going to change the lives. That's why when I pray, I always pray that His Word will go forth and accomplish its purpose. My words don't mean much. But His Word means everything. We want to endeavor that you that after we decease, that you'll be able to continue working, continue doing the will of God, continue in his word, is that you would all have these things always in remembrance. So tonight, the question I ask is, as you examine your own life, the Holy Spirit has used his word. What is it that he's brought to mind that you say, you know, I've been a little negligent. I haven't really been doing what I ought to do. I know, I know I'm supposed to be in prayer. I know I'm supposed to be reading my Bible. I know I'm supposed to, you name it. But the things that care of this world have started to cloud and have kept you from maybe doing those things or Maybe you got distracted with some, some other things that life comes and life brings. 
what is it that God's spoken to you about being negligent about? 